Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we are joined by what can only be described as AFL royalty. He won three grand finals in a row with the Brisbane Lions. And he also got the Brownlow in 01 and goal of the year in 02. It's Jason Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer and they are the NRL collector's choice. From box breaks to individual cards, they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year. Be sure to get all of your NRL trading card needs at Gold Coast Trading Cards and they ship internationally. Thanks for joining us today, mate. It's good to see you. You're looking, uh, that's very dapper there with your shirt. You look like oh. a rugby league supporter. Who's that team that you got in the background? So we got some. We got uh, the Raiders. Wait, sorry. We got the Broncos there, the Raiders, Green there. We yeah. got Panthers, Warriors, Bears, Leeds Rhinos. And I've currently got some um, AFL teams posters on the way at, at the moment as well. Well, you would think that maybe you should have got them before you did this podcast. Uh, That's true. That's maybe very that would true. have been good. <laughs> very true. That would have looked really good, like really professional. I'd be like, oh, you got Carlton there or Brisbane <laughs> or somewhere really important. But no, no, you got those at other game. Uh, the, the other I game. about so much. <laughs> uh, State of Origins on the night, of course. So that'll it, be big, hopefully. Uh, Queensland can either wrap up the series, but let's let's hope secretly that doesn't happen because then it comes back here for the decider. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll make for a, for a good, entertaining third game. Uh, I'm guessing you mm. follow Queensland. Well, uh, considering I'm a Queenslander, yeah, I don't really have much choice. Uh, my <laughs> mum, my whole family are from there, and and uh, mate, what a culture! Mm. I could never ever in your life ever look and and i wear blue for work and that is about as that's far <laughs> as i will ever go Nah, that's fair i'm, I'm a queenslander <laughs> yeah. as well born there born in brizzy so definitely a queensland fan well where are you at the moment uh central coast in new south wales unfortunately oh beautiful part of the world what, what did you fall in love there did you what happened no nah, i was four when we moved down here so 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 when when the state of origin happens, yeah, do you just like uh, oh yeah, I'm mad I go for the blues or no no no? When you talk Queensland, to Queensland, like, Queensland, do or die. Queensland, born Queensland, will follow Queensland my whole life. So, so when you go on holidays, you come back up here, you see your family. It's all yeah, yeah, maroon. Still maroon. Even maroon down here. I I do have a few Broncos jerseys, but they're not put up on the walls because they've got posters and stuff. But yeah, yes. Well, you know. Well, maybe that'll look better when next time I come on and then I have yeah. a look in the background. You've got some other stuff in there. That, that for sure. sounds good. For sure. Well, I'll definitely organize that. I can definitely arrange that oh, for yeah. our next episode. Um, so, I mean, let's get started with some sort of questions. Um, you made your debut with the Brisbane Bears, who are now obviously defunct. What was it like getting your, um, you know, getting drafted and then, you know, getting your debut in uh, first grade, first string AFL? That's a good question. I, I can remember being, because I was in year 12 at mm-hmm. Nudgee, Nudgee College. So here I was, uh, my last year of high school in an all-boys rugby union school, which I couldn't afford to go there. I was on scholarship. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I was doing athletics. So, you know, that, I have no doubt that the the guys that recruited me wanted me to go and play rugby union. Yeah. But, of course, <laughs> you know, that wasn't really my thing. I was a really, obviously, very skillful player. Very quick. So while I was doing the athletic and stuff, athletics, I should say, hundreds and two hundreds, I ended up doing four hundreds that year. But my time became short. Round four come in '95, and then I get the the call up from Robert Walls, who was my coach at the time, mm-hmm. and he said, "Mate, we want you to play your first game of Aussie Rules footy against the team called Carlton." Oh wow! And they're going all right. 
And there's a guy going really well over there or, or for that team named Scott Cambriali. Mm-hmm. As I want you to play on Scott. So Scotty was probably three years older than me. So not too far dissimilar. When you grow up and you come through the system, you generally hear about the guys who are making it, who are going to be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my debut. So 95, round four, had 19 touches, and I kicked my very first goal. It was actually quite a good goal, that one. Wow. Uh, a little bit of right, a little bit of left. Uh, on the commentary side, I uh, had the real – I think at that stage I had the Mohawk. So it was a bit of yep. a – quite a – a thin mohawk. So even then I was fairly outlandish, which is With your not really done. <laughs> yeah. I think now they'd call it a dusty Martin, but it was that, that kind of style, but a little yep. bit longer and far, you know, dusty, if you're out there, uh, far more, how should we say conservative <laughs> and kick the goal. And then that was it. It was pretty cool. Cause I, here I was every second weekend, uh, just going off to play in, you know, against St. Kilda and going and playing Melbourne and, my sort of schoolmates didn't really know what to do. They were kind of... They were like, do we follow it? Don't we? What's this? <laughs> and Nudgee College, if you don't know, is one of the biggest uh, rugby union schools in Australia. Oh, it's, wow. It, it produces that many rugby union people, rugby union players. So there you go. It, uh, that was... An and then it produced an AFL. Start. Absolute star. And then of all the games that they really didn't want someone to be successful in, Aussie Rules <laughs> footy was that. Yeah, so for we, sure. I was on the back page of the paper. I remember I was on the back page of the paper and my and my classmates were just like, what? I'm oh, giving it to me, you know, about gay. I actually caught up with uh, a mate yesterday. I hadn't mm. seen him for a long time. Very successful businessman now in pharmacy, uh, uh, Anthony Yap. Mm-hmm. We were talking about because at the time, Anthony, who's uh, like crazy rich Asian, but not rich, but kind of worked hard Asian. Yep. Yep. He was always just... You know, him and I look like the most ostracized blokes. He's over there with his, his nerdy mates. And here I was, Aussie ruler. And I had no mates, <laughs> not one. Uh, so we we're bonding yesterday over it. No, nah, that's fair. Um, and then obviously within the short span of your debut, you got the Brownlow in 01. And to cap off the Brownlow, you won the grand final. And then you won two more in a row. What was it like? in that time period of your career, winning three grand finals, goal of the year in 02, and of course the Brownlow? Well, uh, you're missing a fairly large chunk of Oops. the story. You see, Sorry. <laughs> uh, 90, 95, 95 becomes 96. We become the Lions. They mm-hmm. ended up merging the Fitzroy Lions. Yes, they did. 97, yep. yeah. So we came third that year with the new coach, John Northey. Then 96 comes, uh, sorry, 97 comes. We ended up finishing uh, eight, uh, eighth. So we just snuck into the just final Just made eight. the finals, so yep. Just made the finals. Uh, and my mum had passed away that year, so oh, uh, 97. And then 98 comes and 98, we finished last. Oh, And so 98 then brings, we get rid of John Northey, who obviously wasn't doing the job because we'd gone from third to eight to last. Yep. At that stage, a 16 team competition. They harassed Lee Matthews. He doesn't, doesn't want to come. No, nah. uh, I, I think he was convincing. at Collingwood at that point. No, no, he no. was, so he was in the media at this stage. So he'd won the 1990 uh, flag with, yep. Collingwood, which was just wonderful and massive, and fo- he had a job for life. And five years later, they they sacked him. Yeah, they gave so, him the ass. Yep. <laughs> so, so that he had a five-year period where he was there just doing media. He wasn't really. Oh, a couple of years. Jeez, I can't count. Hang on, I'm mm. in real estate and I do auctioneering. <laughs> you think I would be able to count? So 90, 96, 97, 98. Yep. He just does media, and he, had, yep. he was happy doing that. And then uh, then we somehow Andrew Island convinced him, and we said, "Come on, come on up." He comes up. And that was really the start. So we go 99, we finished 
third. So we go from third in 96 all the way down to last up to yeah, third. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not a good Fifth. run of a few years. Uh, no, was, and then so it's getting better. We go third. We finished third as a team, which is a good year, but uh, mm. we just didn't couldn't quite beat North Melbourne. And then 99, uh, sorry, uh, 2000, we finished fifth. And then that year, we yeah, that Monday, the 24th, I win the Brownlow. Mm. And then a few days later, being the Saturday, I win the grand final with my teammates. And uh, and then a few weeks later after that, I actually got married. So I had this oh, really wow. amazing, amazing, amazing month period. Yeah. So this month was like the month I talk about because everything just went right. I, I tripped over and I found 50 bucks. Like it was just, <laughs> my God, it was, my God, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It, that's crazy, dude. Like, so there you go. Wow. I, feel, I filled in that story for you. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Um, And I was reading somewhere that you are also fluent in Spanish and Auslan. Um, ah, good. Yes. No, good research. Uh, that, I found that out because obviously you just mentioned that you got married. Um, it's uh, from, from what I read, I may be wrong. It was to learn it for your wife's parents who are hearing impaired. Um, was it difficult for you to learn it or was it you were immersed in it with her parents? So it made it easier to learn. Yeah. I was just thinking about it the other day when, cause when I started, uh, you know, I met Megan and things were progressing, mm. you know, and I mean, progressing into <laughs> a, a nice relationship. Yep. It was it was a little bit like, oh, now it's time to meet the parents. And Megan was was very hesitant, okay. naturally, because I, I, I could imagine that that might have been an uncomfortable thing. You're really trying to impress someone. Uh, things are, you know, looking like they're rosier. Yep. Uh, and then I'd known Megan for a little bit before we got together anyway. So it wasn't too bad as far as, but I didn't, uh, her and I, but as far as knowing her parents, yeah. It was, I didn't know that they were, you know, deaf from birth and they, you know, to communicate generally when you talk, when Megan talks to her parents, it's mostly signing, which is Auslan. Mm -hmm. But her mum is a very good lip reader, which I found out many years later because wow. I, I said something where so, she said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the first, I remember the first time I went over there, we're eating at, and not, not too long after our conversation and a few more and then a few more and then a few more meals. It started to get too frustrating for me and me really good memory for words and languages and stuff. So I was, I was really keen to learn. So after about six months and six months of like, what's this word? So like you learn to spell, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the vowels are here if you ever do sign language yep. and then you build your words and you, you know, the shorts, we call them shorts for like car or instead of so C-A-R, you might just yeah. use car or, playing instead of spelling it so you yep. get better yeah so six months later i got a like a, a handbook and i was i was uh, judged as proficient so that's how i learned so six months but wow you know even now when they came over we're over yesterday and i'm still asking because i've because i'm not there with them every day they're mm. coming around and i've had 14 years away <laughs> i still need i still need uh, help when i'm asking about well how do how do i sign this and uh what's 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 the word for you know and i'll spell it so yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, it's uh, fantastic for us. And mm. it's great for our two-year-old and our 12-year-old and our 15-year-old because mm. they're forced to sign. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And speaking of, Sp and speaking of the other language, Spanish, what, what was the decision to learn Spanish? Did you go over to Spain or sort of thing? Or was it just, I want to learn, like you just said, you love learning languages and that sort of stuff? Yeah, humans have that need. You know, you see people learn guitar and it's, they call it, they call it uh, mastery of something other than once you master something, like I was obviously at this stage, I was Aussie 25. I, I'd mastered Aussie rules. I was just want a brand line. I thought, man, it's getting, it was getting frustrating. Uh, not, not being able to converse properly with say uh, friends who, who spoke Spanish. So 
I talked to my mentor at the time, who's still my mentor, I shouldn't say at the time, because he's still one of my great mates. He's a bit more than a mentor, I suppose, like a father. Uh, a guy called Dr. Phil Johnson. He was our psychologist, but of mm-hmm. course he grew, not of course, but he grew up in El Paso mm-hmm. in, um, in America, in Texas. So he, even though he's Australian, he born in Adelaide, went over there, his dad and family over there grew up. So uh, I was able to, after I had a, uh, I suppose a professor order, that's the name, she would come and she would teach me. So three years I learned Spanish and it was fantastic because then I could practice with Phil, Dr. Phil. We'd talk about stuff before the game and it'd give me another chance to sort of, you know, just get something in my mind that would give it another focus away from bloody footy. Mm. So yeah, that and yeah, just a good memory for stuff, I suppose. And and I like people, so you got to talk to people. And nothing yeah. better than going to Spain. Eventually, when I went there, Spain or South America, or, or even even when I went to America and actually talk Spanish with the local Latinos, it's good fun. That would have been amazing. Um, what team did I was, you follow? It was as embarrassing. A kid? It was yeah. actually embarrassing because oh, really? I went to the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. This, I'm at the airport and I'm like, I'm really nervous. Because I'm learn, I've learned Spanish, but I'm not really comfortable with yeah. the, the. It's all right to, to learn words, but when you've got to engage, mm. that's almost scary. So I've gone and gone. Um, con queso, uh, un uh, Big Mac, por favor. Yeah. She, the ladies looked at me and she goes, uh, So you want con a Big queso. Mac? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, she goes, con queso. And now that means, uh, do you want cheese? And of course, I got that flustered. I completely forgot the word queso because there's a bunch of words in Spanish that are like queso, quito. They sound uh, very similar. Quienes, and I just got flustered. I'm like, what on earth is she asking me? I'm looking around and she goes, do you want cheese, sir? And I was like, oh, in English, uh, yes, I lo siento. Uh, yo practicaré español, lo siento. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just practicing. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, it happens. It happens. And I learned the hard way know your shit you have to know your stuff for sure um and obviously you said you more or less got into afl from athletics did you have a team that you followed in the then vfl or were you more of a rugby or rugby league sort of fan growing up no 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 I, I, it's not what i said what i what i should Sorry. have said is i was bo- <laughs> i was born in uh in Mildura in victoria my mum went down she's from here in yep. brisbane she from ecobin and she went down and then i was there Okay. And that by nature, because I was born there and I was really good, really quick and skinny and red hair. And of course, my genes were, were not too bad. So I would, my mum was worried and the doctor said, go out, get him, get him out into sport. So Aussie rules was really the first thing I did other than running and, and building well, yeah. up other kids yep. and, and shit. So, <laughs> so that's where I started. But my mum, she decides to come back, come back to Brisbane when I'm about nine and Rory, my brother, my younger brother, he, he was seven. So, you know, we come back and that's, and when I just continued to play when I came back, cause I moved around the corner from Maine and I ended up becoming uh, a pretty good junior, but that's, that's where I got started at least. And I had some good teachers in Mutura. Oh, cool. And okay. Yeah. Fair. So d- did you have a team that you followed in? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I, yeah, I should answer that. So Mildura was the Richmond ground area, okay, yep. the feeding area for recruiting. So you remember Richmond never won shit basically. They really didn't know. <laughs> and that's, and that from 1980, they were, they were obviously very good. And then they mm. had these the rule changes. So Hawthorne just accessed everyone down there on the, if you know Melbourne, uh, it's, it's sort of down that peninsula way. It's sort of yep. that Eastern side. It's, it's like a thousand more people per person than there is up in Mildura. So, and it's six hours drive. Yeah. So that's why Richmond went crap. But anyway, the Dale Waitmans played for Richmond and they were 
at South Mildura where I was playing. So naturally we went for Richmond. And of course, once we moved back to Queensland, we found this fantasticness that I don't know if you've heard of it called a fair weather. I've just heard of completely fair. Yeah, we just jump off and just jump on a winner. And I, I used to love Dermy. Remember Dermy? Dermy Barrett. So yep. he was yep. He was Hawthorne. So I loved watching the Hawthorne team play in that era. They were very dominant. And then, uh, what do you know, 93, I got some some tickets for me, mum and Rory to go to the Bears. And I'm like, these guys look all right. And sure enough, the next year they draft me and I've been the Bears Lions ever since, except for the four years I had at the Bulldogs. Yeah, how good. How good. And I was going to say, speaking of your time at the Bulldogs, you went from the Bears slash Lions over to the Bulldogs. What was it like? Um, The culture differences, the just in general, all of the um, differences going from one club all the way down to Victoria to another club? Well, what I, I tell people all the time is I, I fell for the old, the grass is greener okay. over the other side. And moving to Melbourne, and Melbourne and Victoria being an Aussie rural state, and, you know, it used to drive me insane when I was <laughs> younger, of course, growing up here where no one's talking Aussie rules until we became successful and I was out there in the media along with my other teammates talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I naturally think, well, you know, she go to Melbourne um, where they'll be appreciative. Everyone will be talking. My, my, sort of thing. Yeah, everyone will be. Even though I was as famous as any person in the game as far as not just this game, but all the all the sports. Oh, mate, stage. I didn't follow AFL as, as a as much as I did league as a kid, but couldn't couldn't not see your name in the news. You know, mm, it was it was crazy. So that. That profile, obviously, being at its peak then and having to go to Victoria. Now, Victoria, there is nothing more famous in Melbourne you can than, a, than an Aussie, AFL Aussie ruler mm. as far as at the peak of his power. So if you think about, like, uh, you know, rock stars would come to town or yeah. movie stars, well, they're, they're up there, but they're not. They're not Aussie AFL. Rules, yeah, they're not Aussie from rules, Melbourne. Yeah. But what I didn't know is when you go there, just how territorial people are. Oh, for mate, example, yeah. I'd, I go and do a shop, and they're like, "What are you doing here? No, you piss off, you piss off." No, 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 no. This yeah, you could be in Richmond territory. Area. Yep, yep. Or you could be in St Kilda territory or Collingwood. And and I'm and- literally like across the road, going, "What is wrong with these people? No, 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 no. You can't eat here. You, you know, no, no, no. It, it so is territorial, that, that's for sure. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know that. So I, I suppose going there taught me about what I didn't know, which of course is that Melbourne is a wonderful city to live in, and it was all good. But of course. When I went there, it was a dry desert, become overcrowded and smelly by the time I left seven years later. So I enjoyed that part. But the Bulldogs was good. Um, they were a poor team coming good in the AFL competition. Mm. Uh, I, I certainly believed in the big picture. We nearly got there. We had three prelim mm. finals in the four years I was there. So it wasn't Which, too bad. But, of course, didn't quite make it. But part of that is definitely due to your attribution to the club, making the three um, prelims in a row. Oh, no, I, I carried him. <laughs> I carried him the whole four years. Fair dinkum. 100%, mate. 100%. So, now nah. Are we on? Are we on? Are we on? So, yes. Uh, oh, and Adam Cooney. I mean, Adam Cooney, he became a brand like medalist all because we spent the preseason with him, bloody teaching him about what it's like to get guys get under your skin, you know? Mm. So, uh, it's, it wasn't too bad. We nearly got there. Rodney was a lunatic. Rodney Eder was the coach, but... Uh, there were some idiots at the end, uh, no doubt. They ganged up. When you have groups gang up against you, it's not much fun mm. when you're sitting there by yourself. And-, and watching the Lions this year and last year, they're really coming back to, you could say, peak and form given the slump that they had over like the last sort of decade-ish. What, what do you think and how do you think they're going to go next season? Yeah, no, that was shit ass for many years. Holy Jesus. Yeah, it was and it was it was a tricky period. You had 
ex-players become coaches come back. So you got Vossi and Leper came back and they were mm -hmm. good, good fits, but, you know, they were inexperienced coaches. And then Fags has come and just healed the place and just kind of went little bit by little bit said, look, we're improving, we're improving. And now the last couple of years have been quite successful. And even three years ago, three seasons ago now, but, you know, in the yep. third cycle, they were just losing games. So this had the talent. So I reckon mm -hmm. uh, they'll be a very, very strong team the next four years minimum. So they, they you know, you don't have to be an officiato, shall we say, <laughs> of the game to know that they are going to be good. So it's to come back when they're up and about, it's been good for my kids. It's great to me, for me. I go to the game. It's great for, for work anyway, networking, et cetera. But, yeah, it's just uh, it's a pretty good period. So they'll be good for for some time yet, I'd say, my friend. Oh, for sure. Um, and switching to some fun topics, um, Netflix during the lockdown. What what show or movie series did you binge while you were in lockdown this year? That's a great question. Well, I didn't have a lot of lockdown because we were in Albury. Okay. Uh, at the time, just until August first when I came back up here, back home to Brisbane. So yep. uh, it was all right <laughs> until. But I did watch, I was watching a bunch of those ESPN docos. Which yeah, I like the Michael watch. Jordan ones and stuff like that. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's just the bloody, for me, Michael Jordan was my hero. So it wasn't even a no-brainer. I was mm. just watching them just as a fan. Because I bought, I actually, I didn't learn a whole lot. Because I'd had, when I grew up, I had every, I couldn't afford much. But I remember I had all the Jordan's books, which I love reading, and and the DVDs. And I still got them, believe it or not. So it was, uh, it was good to sort of see the other side of that one. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but then my 15 year old daughter was sort of watching a bunch of shows that I used to watch as a kid, like friends, Yep, friends. And, That's uh, such a good and show. I, I remember it's such a good show. So I ended up watching that again. Yep. That was good. And then any golf. So I suppose it's a good question, but, uh, I can't give you a straight answer. No, that's was, all good. That's all good. I was watching. I ended up watching more than I really thought. But Aubrey is, is a lot. Once the sun gets past the equinox, there with the equal day and night, it goes to crap house. Really, it gets mm, cold. It so does. You're inside more. But I was looking after our two-year-old daughter Zoe full time, as well as going to Q school at that stage before you know coming back home. So, ah, crazy year, crazy for sure. Um, if you had a movie made about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, Brad Pitt. For sure, yeah. Without, without, a, well, I mean, how how many guys are going to be as sexy as me? I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's such a small pool. <laughs> it's such a small pool. <laughs> oh man. Well, I suppose the only guy that could probably come close right now, he's not even an actor, would be Colin McGregor. I go to places and people like because I've got like the dark hair and yep. and the red beard, and the same sort of same genes. You know, people think I should be in like an MMA fighting. You know? Yeah, you're like Conor McGregor. Yep, yep. Like Conor McGregor, yeah. So maybe him. I don't know who could really pull it off. You'd have to have someone with actually. I reckon uh, maybe talent. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, but he's English. True, but I mean, Conor McGregor's Conor McGregor's Irish, and yeah, true, he can't kick a footy. But I mean, I reckon it, yeah, I reckon Christian Bale could give like it a could give it a could give it a red eye crack. Yeah, Aussie. Okay. Um. Oh, jeez. We need an Aussie. Okay, let's maybe think. Hemsworth. We just uh, what we're doing. Hemsworth. Darken his eyes with us. <laughs> Hemsworth. We're darkening his eyes because he's bit. He's, He's almost big enough. He's a big Bulldogs fan too. Mm, he is. <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, we'll just put the contacts in so he looks like he's got my eyes, my darker eyes. He's got the lighter eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I reckon that'll do. I mean, I'm Thor, Acker, pretty much same thing, really. Yeah, more or less. Godlike person anyway. Speaking of... Actually, no, 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 no. I have told... Someone has said this to me, and my wife has said to me, when I had a bit of a shorter beard, mm. uh, she said that uh, Hugh Jackman, 
Okay. Yeah. Hugh Jack, you look like Hugh Jackman. So, so you know, some similarities there. So, so some, say yeah, that's plenty of talk. options. Yeah. Got to go, go through the casting. <laughs> and we speaking got, of yeah. superpowers, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, it would be quite simply. Uh, you know, I love one of those powers where I could just quickly skip through time, you know, just, just either go forward or back at my will and just sort of manipulate things to have better, better results, you know, yeah. that'd be good. No, that's fair. That's what, would, fair. what would you do? Oh, um, I don't know. Hey, let me have a quick think. I don't think I'd do the time thing. Maybe fly because let's be honest, when flights become the regular way to travel again, they're going to be so expensive because the companies are going to start, you know, needing to get their money back after what they've just lost from COVID. So I'd, I'd go fly, honestly. That's a that's a good one, yeah. Remember Astro Boy? You remember Astro Boy? He could fly everywhere. When I was a kid, we had Astro Boy. He was a, yep. the Japanese cartoon one. I've been to Japan and there's actually little uh, Astro Boy, like uh, they're about this high. They, they're, they're like everywhere. Oh, that's wow. so cool. Yeah, so flying, yeah, I think flying is a good idea. Uh, only, only, only because of COVID, I reckon it would just be, you know, you'd be able to fly without having to pay the bloody prices of the flights that are happening at the moment. Mm. So, well, you think about that. If you look, when you watch those movies, the thing that always gets me is how, like, when you get shot and stuff, and how you can heal really quick. Mm. That'd be really that'd be good self healing. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Like how, like Wolverine sort of thing. Yeah, so you can go out and get on the gas all night, just be out there with your mates, and get up in the morning, just feel like just just another Monday or Tuesday, instead yep. of feeling like hungover and crap and your liver like just not working and you walk around the house just wishing that you weren't in so much pain uh, that would be, be good too yeah honestly i agree with that too what was the um what was the reason behind the handstands i've got to ask i know everyone asks and i'm sure they do but what was the reason behind the handstands oh that was easy I, it was actually an accident because oh. Uh, there was a guy, Ronnie Burns, and Ronnie Burns, the week before, and I played on Ronnie, I knew Ronnie, who was an Aboriginal player, one of the brothers, number eight for Geelong, mm-hmm. and this is 99, and uh, so nothing had happened, so uh, 95 onwards, I get to 99, and Ronnie's coming up to play against us for Geelong, and Lee, at that stage, pushed me to the back line, so I'm playing on Ronnie, Okay. and I start on Ronnie, and Ronnie's like, yeah, brother, mate, listen, at the end of this game, I'll tell you something, I will have a game next week, but you won't. It's right out, <laughs> right out Ronnie. And uh, so, and because we played in the Allies together, uh, it's a good bit of banter. And after the game, because the week before Ronnie had won and done, a, done like this cartwheel. Yep. And so, one of my teammates goes, after that game, we beat Ronnie the next week or Geelong. It's like, hey, uh, Leopard goes, hey, I got, when you do one of those cartwheels. So, I did a cartwheel. Well, they saw that, but then the next week, I went to do a cartwheel again. We'd won, but it was really hot. And it just as a twist of fate of the universe, I ended up getting fatigued and ended up doing like a handstand. Yep. Well, that was it. That was it. Yeah. After that, man, I used to get mail and shit. If I, <laughs> if I didn't go down to that end or that end or over there, man, I'd sure as, sure as hell be getting mail from the fans. Why don't you come over? We, we want you to do the handstand. So, it was pretty cool, but we, of course, we could only do it at home because I was still pretty conservative. Mm. Do it at home, and we had to win. Mm. So there were the two options. So when we won, my teammates were very supportive. Don't get me wrong; they didn't like it sometimes. But it was oh, right. I loved seeing the handstand. Uh, unfortunately, at the end of the Collingwood, I'm a Collingwood fan, losing grand finals, but it was still amazing what to see. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong? 
I'm looking in the back there. You've got, you know, things from rugby league. You got the uh-huh. wrong, you got the wrong game. You're interviewing me now. You tell me that you're a supporter of Collingwood. <laughs> I could be the most liked and disliked team in the same household. Man, you nah. need therapy or something. Something <laughs> not wrong. Uh, nah, my dad was his first job was um, being the food boy around the stands and he was always um rostered oh, on Collingwood games yeah like the pie yeah, boy the, the pies, hot dog yeah. boy yeah so yeah so he was always uh, rostered on at Collingwood games at the MCG so he grew up let me tell watching you, them let me tell you when I, when I when I work somewhere there's no way I'm supporting that team ever so that's an interesting <laughs> one it's good, no, to that's see fair. it's good to see that your dad was just just so deep he said no I'm 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 pot pies well, that'll do it's my team. And then he brainwashes you into it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love footy regardless. As you can see, I love I love sport. I love footy. Um, and also, speaking of footy, uh, what would be your personal highlight of your career? Because there's so many. Uh, there is. We could be here for hours and hours. But the one game was that I always talk about, the best game I ever played was a game against Geelong, which you've seen two, the two goals that I kicked that game from the boundary. You would have seen that in the pocket. The second one was a cracker. Oh, but well. I, actually kicked, I actually kicked five that day, and I had 35 touches, which in Aussie rules terms is, is a high That's unheard of, of really. Of, of, <laughs> of touches in the wet. It was, And that was my thing. You, it was raining. Man, I was nearly the best player on the ground every week because the ball's on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it was a short, strong, stocky legs, of course. But the thing about that game that no one talks about is the nine tackles. See, Lee Matthews would always go, well, you know, we'd have all the stats up and stuff. He'd be like, oh, well, I suppose you've had, you know, 35 touches, kick five goals, you know. You can't really make any tackles because you got the ball. But not that day. I made nine of them. So nine that's tackles, always... five goals, 35 touches, far out. <laughs> that was some game. So I think that game just stands out by itself. But as far as, like, big games and stuff, like playing the grand finals, how ridiculous to play in three, four I did, and then kick five on the third one. Mm. So Dusty Martin, Dusty Martin might have kicked five, but, you know, I mean, I kicked five with uh, a, a great team and still didn't win the Norm Smith. So what would I know? <laughs> you won everything else. Not, not Dusty. You won everything else, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing that you just get so greedy. Like you're like, <laughs> oh, I want more. Doesn't matter. Are you trying your hardest? <laughs> You're in a good team and your team's taking off and you're winning grand finals and flags. So it's crazy to get a Brandlow medalist in 2001, another one the next year with Blackie and go win, win. And in the third year, both of us finally freed up a Brandlow's. We're the best couple of players <laughs> in the grand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Um, what advice would you have for any kids that, you know, are wanting to make it in the big leagues one day? Yeah, it's not really for the kids. It's actually for the parents okay. of the kids. Okay. Uh, I always, and I talk about this is actually quite simple when you think about it. Like when you get your kid and he's talented and he's got all these great skills and you see, you see so many kids are like national record holders, state record holders doing stuff, amazing stuff that they could go on and do the Olympics. And it's just, it's really quite simple uh, uh, sort of request. So you get these kids with these amazing high talent. But their commitment's like pretty low. Yeah, like the work then, ethic is just so far it's down. It's just really low because they're just so talented. They don't have to work as much. You know? it's, it's understandable because you're winning. I mean, you know, then you can get the opposite. You know, you mm-hmm. get these kids that have got not much talent, but then they're really committed. They show mm-hmm. up every week that, they're, you know, their parents bring them along. And you can still get to the AFL and you can still succeed. Mm-hmm. 
But then when you get both, oh. and when you get both at that level, you man, get you. <laughs> that's when that's when amazing stuff happens. It really does. Yeah, we have you know if we're lucky enough to have great genes, etc. Like that's no doubt. The universe can look after you that way. But but when you get the two together, and it's not even that complex. Commitment commitment generally drives education, all the other things that you're doing, and you know your diet and all that sort of stuff that people are like. Oh, I want to know more about. And you get talent and commitment together. It often goes. Now I can see people that have talent that are not as talented, but they've got more commitment. Mm. Then we we can definitely talk them. And definitely. yeah, and you can definitely get you know and mold and hone in on the skills that they've got, sort of thing, like the talent. Hundred percent every time. Yep, that's they're, they're the things that people ask for advice. I said, well, you know, you got to hang in there. Like mm. you got to persevere, not persist. Persevere because mm. it's hard. It is hard. One of the hardest if not the hardest field sport on the on the planet oh for sure so you've got to be you've got to be good at everything you cannot not be good at one thing you're not good at you get you won't make it so it's a big choice but you know you can be make lots of money in life because you can be good at business or do whatever but you know aussie rules and, and sport that's a different story you get those you look at the talent now mm. unbelievable talent coming in the league and union and, and i and aussie rules and and basketball Poor. And speaking of business, um, you mentioned earlier that you're an auctioneer. What have you been doing with yourself since retirement? Was there anything before becoming an auctioneer? There was, yeah. I've done uh, plenty of things. So when I moved, I had a foreign exchange business, which was good. That's why I went to Albury. I also mm -hmm. uh, learned to coach there. did a degree in coaching at the University of Queensland up here, uh, which was great. Wanted to coach. was thinking about pursuing it. Didn't quite work out. Wasn't able to secure a job in the city in the AFL, which is strange because of my experience. Mm, and <laughs> and what? Yeah, it's just. But anyway, it shows you there's a very, a very select group of people that have sometimes the, the most talented don't actually get in. If you're a good coach, you can just the right guy backs you in, etc. So that wasn't happening. And then I had two tech companies, which I still got. Uh, so Zookas and Zoo Coins now. The, the beauty about them is they don't obviously pay well yet because they're, they're startups and off they go. But the coin, the coin we invented, I can't even believe I'm saying this. We invented what Libra was supposed to be for Facebook. Okay. So, which is, was supposed to be completely different to the blockchain going this way with the ledgers, et cetera. If you're into that space, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But in the speed had to be just so efficient because we wanted to use it on our, on our augmented reality app. So, we were doing that and I'd have been doing that sort of for the last, I don't know, five years or so. So it's only just got to this mature stage where it's about to all go crazy. So you'll see that coin, basically you can buy everything through it. So uh, it's the only coin ever invented, for example, that can go to a million zeros. Oh, wow. So the coin, the coin can be worth in the future, a uh, billion dollars a coin, for example. Oh, wow. You can still buy, you can still buy a cup of coffee. <laughs> and that, that, that there is the key where none of them, None of them are ever going to do it. It's like decades ahead, but mm. just took so long to get up and going. So I was doing that. Why did I come back and do real estate? Well, I needed a, needed a job to keep me busy mm. and then do all my other hats, uh, but with the flexibility to do sort of auctioneering or whatever. So, of course, mastery of craft I spoke about before, mm -hmm. uh, needed to do something completely new. But it's, uh, it, and it is new, don't get me wrong, but it's still the same. It's still a people business. Are you enjoying being an auctioneer? Well, I've done auctions, but I've actually not been hired yet. I've only oh. just started in, in real estate. I only started August 1st. So, oh, wow. Uh, the auctioneering, while it's a separate license, so I don't actually have to work for, say, Ray White. I can work for anyone. So it's actually just trying to get a start because people, it's this funny uh, position because you're 
you know you can do it mm. and you can prove you're going to be really, really good and unbelievable at it. Yet no one's kind of wanting to give you a go. So mm. what I need to do is get my own listings and go to auction with them, which is which is also not really done to get some experience and then prove to people that I'm I'm good. Mm. So it's just a crazy situation. So I've done, uh, as I said, plenty of bloody yelling at people for the money. <laughs> That's, That's no sure. problem. <laughs> but you know, it's just practice, like everything, practice. Exactly. Um, honestly, that's about it that I've got listed to talk about. Um, is there anything you want to yeah. talk about? Yeah, no, not the, you know, it's a busy day. I've got, it's funny because just the, the, this morning you rang and, and Connor was escalating today, as I mentioned, you know, it's supposed to be just Wednesday being today, which is when we're doing this re- recorded yep. uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, it's it, usually it's enough time to go play golf or whatever, because in real estate, you generally work on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I work bloody, you know, eight days a week, 25 hours a day anyway. But I thought oh, I would just take it easy. And of course, I got the time change wrong, which of course yeah. I haven't done Sorry about for that. 14 years. <laughs> so I should have checked that off, not thinking straight. And then uh, and then made a sale on one of the properties I've got. So I'm going to go see the vendor and, and sit mm-hmm. down and have a have a drink with them and, and talk some shop. So, and then I've got another open house after that. So it's, yeah, it's going to be and a become a busy day out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's right. That's exactly what I was getting to. Just kind of, and I'm going to go and have some breakfast in a minute and going to have a, a coffee for the afternoon run. So, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's good nah. fun, but oh my God. So, a Wednesday low day has become outrageous Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. Good problem. Um, good well, problem. well, thank you very much. And I'll get you on probably at the beginning of next year to do a 2021 AFL season preview. And I'll have yeah, different, different stuff in the background for you. Definitely, and you better, yeah, better put some line stuff in the back. There. Don't put that pie shit. All right, no one, no one cares about black and white. See, that's the problem. Everyone wants to be black and white. No one likes everyone black and white. So there you go. Two shots. Lesson there. Yeah, yeah, two shots. No worries. I will, I will definitely get some line stuff in the background for you for our next episode. Thank you very much for joining us. And anyone who's listening, right. be sure if you're needing a house that sold via auction up in Queensland, I don't know what area you cover. Go through Jason. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Now, if you need a house, I'll come and give you a appraisal. If you're in Brisbane, we'll sell that that bad boy. But yes, auctions. That's the next. That's the next level. <laughs>